0: Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Father's House podcast. We have a message from Pastor Mike, just talking about being self-aware of what's actually going on in our hearts and our lives. It's a really good message. Hope you guys enjoy. If you want more information on the Father's House, you can go to thefathershouseky.com. Have a great week. Just to be honest I just I'm still uh just a little undone by just one lyric in that song um the living God there's there's a part of that song it says the fullness of glory is right here before me like it just messes me up so I feel like I don't know if we really understand what we're saying like he's the living God like Jesus is alive and he's right here and if that doesn't move you to worship then we're gonna get into that a little bit, but it probably means you have some, you have some uh, wrong thinking about God, actually. Maybe you think he's a distant God and he's just off in heaven and one day you'll get to be with him. And that's why it's hard for you to actually adore him and worship. So, but man, he's, he's here. And I, I just have this like weird feeling that like we should act like he's here. <laughs> you know, and even more than this, like you can actually respond to him being in his fullness of glory right here. You know what I mean? And not just be in this distant religious song and this robotic thing, but I just feel like we, we need to step in to be com- believing what we say we believe. You know what I mean? And not just, um, just like concepts that actually we don't truly believe. And that's what I'm gonna get into today. I feel like the Lord, um, before we get started, if you haven't signed up for the journey, sign up for the journey. If you're thinking, oh, are they going to try to get me to join the church? I mean, that's your decision. But if you're thinking about staying here, you should go anyways. and You need to learn more about the church. Sign up. Sign up at the Welcome Desk. Sign up at the Church Center app. At. Um, at the Father's house, we are a healthy home for the city, right? So we want to be, what does that mean? That means we want to be healthy, which means we want to grow. We want to take next steps. Everybody in this room has a next step. Everybody say amen. So everyone in the room has something they need to grow in. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. Whether you're 75 years old or you're, you're, you're 20 years old, um, being in the Lord doesn't mean, just because you've been saved for 40 years doesn't mean you're mature in the Lord. Right? I'm just going to say this. And Job, do you remember the youngest one, the, all those people came to Job and they gave their wisdom. And then the youngest one came and he said something really powerful. He said, I, I thought that age should speak wisdom, but it is the breath of the Almighty who gives wisdom as he pleases. And we know how to get wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. It's very, man, this is like, the gospel stuff is actually really simple formulas. We just have a really hard time applying it, <laughs> right? <laughs> like we know, <laughs> so it's kind of like working out, right? You find anybody who's gotten in shape and lost weight, they're not gonna tell you some crazy thing they did. They're gonna tell you two things. They changed the way they eat and they started working out. You know, information is not our problem. Application is where we struggle, Amen. We got so, we're we're, we're we're overloaded with information. And I would say to you today that God is not so, God is not impressed with how much knowledge you have about the Bible. He, he's more looking for the fruit of what you're doing with that knowledge. And that's where wisdom comes in. He wants to see our fruit in our lives, amen? So let's pray so I can stay on track. Jesus, I need you. We all need you. Use me this morning. Open the hearts of your people. I pray right now, God, that you would just unveil hearts, Lord, that people would soften their hearts this morning to receive. In Jesus' name, would you just put your hand on your heart? Come on, everybody in the room. And just say this out loud. Say heart. Be soft. Say heart. Receive. Amen? Come on, isn't that good? Some of you didn't do it, and you're the one that actually needs to do it the most. It's okay, I'm not trying to shame you. I'm just gonna be straightforward up here, all right? I'm gonna smile as much as I can because I'm also say a lot of really hard things, okay? So anyways, um, last week I preached about God keeping no record of wrong. And honestly, I, I, this is, God gave me that word when Pastor Faith was preaching. I was sitting in front of my computer and it just flew out of me, all the scriptures. just Man, it was so easy to preach that word, honestly. It was just such a good morning. And then this past week, I was like praying. I stay in like this place of prayer and communication with the Lord. I try to like all the time, right? So it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter five, it says pray without ceasing. It doesn't mean go to the altar, close your eyes and stay here for the rest of your life. It means that you can be in communication with God constantly. It doesn't have to be a religious thing in a certain time and that stuff's good. That's, that's really good stuff. But it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be anything like that. It's just, um, we get stuck into, um, uh, just, (sighs) all right. And the Lord started speaking to me this past week about um, what he wants me to share this morning. And I was like, okay, Lord. And the Lord was like, hey, I know you had this well put together sermon last week, but I want you just to talk about some stories this morning, some personal things in your life that, that uh, we're trying to get to our church. Um, so if you're part of freedom, I wanna talk to you this morning about being self-aware. Everyone say self-aware. self-aware. Self-awareness. <laughs> God is wanting all of us to become self-aware. What does that mean? Simply being able to answer the questions of, of, of why do I struggle with this? Why do I respond this way? To my wife when this happens, why do I respond this way to my kids when A, B, C, and D happens? Why do I respond this way when the car breaks down? Why, why, or or to take it even further? Why am I so isolated and scared to be around people and open up? Start to actually become a little self-aware because pride will keep you in this place of I'm not offended. I don't have anybody to forgive. I'm fine, I'm not bitter. I believe God. Oh, yes. I'm blessed and highly favored. Oh. Really? One of my pet peeves and something I really try to do, and I've tried for about five or six years now, is when someone asks me how I'm doing, I try to give you a real answer. And I have, because I have pastors and people in my life who call me and say, Mike, how how are you doing? How's your heart? And here's the thing. I, I would... I would say to most of us you have no idea how you're doing because we we live in like a fairy tale land where we think that we can't actually say that we're struggling we actually we actually can't say how we're doing because we think God's gonna be mad at us if we actually confess that we're struggling or let's take a step further religious people are gonna shame you or condemn you so you're definitely scared to do it so you definitely don't come out and be open and then we say things like well I'm not into the emotional stuff The whole Bible is talking about your heart. I'm here to tell you today, you need to be aware of what's actually going on in your heart. If you're gonna grow, if we're gonna be healthy, if you're gonna be mature in the Lord, you have to be self-aware. You gotta be willing not to just go introspective and, and dig stuff up, but to be willing to identify lies that you're believing and let the spirit of truth come in and set you free. And I've seen this like, in my life so much I try to practice it with my kids and I've I've gotten permission from Maddie and Carter to share a little bit of their stories as well um so I want uh like simply this why am I easily offended when someone corrects me why do I get so defensive if someone tells me if someone critiques something I'm doing and I have a really hard time without without being so defensive why is that Instead of just saying things like this, that's just the way I am. Come on. I believe God wants to take us from glory to glory. And he wants to take us and mature us. He wants us to grow up in the Lord. And you're not going to grow up in the Lord if you're not even self-aware of all the junk that you're dealing with. You're not going to. You're going to stay. James 4 Um, James 4 verse 6 says God gives more grace therefore it says God opposes the proud but he gives grace to the humble you know what that means when we say things like I'm not afraid I'm not offended I don't have any problems we're being prideful and here's the reality God's not giving you any grace to come out of that but if you're humble and you're saying man I'm struggling to believe this I'm struggling to stand in this I'm struggling to walk in this God's like perfect here's grace Because the Bible actually says, and Paul would say, if I boast about my weaknesses. I mean, it's all in the scripture, right? He says, because when I am weak, then I'm strong. And he would even go on to say, God would answer him, my grace is uh, sufficient for you. For in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. But pride will get you stuck not admitting any weaknesses. And when God's saying, no, you've got to, weaknesses are good this is a good thing because now you understand like i heard a pastor say once we we say things like i can't take it anymore i can't do this anymore good because he can't man i can't stand my husband anymore i can't do this it's driving me nuts great give up and surrender the lord and let him come in and fill you because i talked about last week the holy spirit gives us that love that we need to give to someone else he has what he's asking of us to give amen amen so um you know one thing that's really tough for me a lot of times is a lot of people don't understand um and maybe they came to this church or you're new at this church i would like to maybe say that god actually it's god like god brought you here because he actually wants you to walk in freedom It's not so you could just find another church to go to. It's because he wants to get a hold of you. He wants to heal you. He wants to free you up. And he wants you just to just give it to your kids. And he wants you to be healthy. He wants you to mature in the Lord. He doesn't just want you to find another church. Amen. And so sometimes I listen to people and and I ask them about their story and stuff that's happened to them. And they tell me these God awful things. Have you ever talked to somebody you tell, and they tell you, man, I was a kid, I was abused, and, and this happened to me, and my, you know, and my dad passed away at this age, and, and and then they talk about it with like no emotion. And then they're like, I'm like, the whole time they're talking at the end, I'm always just like, are you okay? (laughs) I don't think you're okay, actually. You're acting like it doesn't bother you, but actually it's just because your heart has gotten hardened from so much pain and trauma and actually it's not good that you're emotionless about those things. And just maybe God's not here to condemn you for your heart being hard. He just wants to come in and heal you. Isn't that good? So God's not coming in. God is never speaking into your life to condemn. Ever. How do we know, Romans 8, verse 1, there is no longer any condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's how we know. So if we're hearing a condemning voice, then we're, we have some things we're not believing. And I would say today that actually the things that Christians struggle believing the most are the simplest, most foundational beliefs about God and ourselves. We struggle with believing a simple thing. He's good. Let me say this one. He's with me. Right? It's these simple things. It's not the, the depths of the book of Revelation and the, the how the world's going to end and we're over here trying to figure out eschatology. It's like, no, we're just simply trying to believe that he's my provider. If we would be real this morning. And I'm simply trying to believe, like last week, that he forgives me. Over and over. We're simply struggling to believe, to be honest, that he just loves me that he truly accepts me, that he values me, you know? And and it's tough in these moments. So anyways, I remember, um, so for people who might have a really hard past and a lot of terrible things maybe have happened to you in your past, I was at a a conference, like a freedom type conference in Nashville and I was telling this guy um, about some uh, abuse that I went through as a kid and I was just kind of brushing over it and I was just like, yeah, you know, because I'm grown now. Like, I'm 33 years old. Like, I don't ever think about it anymore. Like, it doesn't affect me. You know, like, I'm good. And then I told him, I was just like, yeah, it's not a big deal. You know, that happened. You know, I'm over it. I know the Lord loves me. I, uh, and I forgive that person. And then I remember this, this man, like, a, like a, he's like a dad figure. His name's Tony. He came to me, and he came to me outside of the sanctuary after I told him all that stuff. And he put his hands on my shoulders. And, and he looked at me, and he said, you know what, Mike? He said, that was a very big deal. And that should have never happened to you. And I remember thinking, well, is it okay to feel that way? I was like, man, thank you. Here I am thinking that God just wants me to hurry up and get over it and just believe and stand in faith. And actually, God wants to say, I'm sorry that happened to you. It should have never happened That's not my plan for you, Mike. That wasn't my desire. That wasn't my call. That wasn't, I wasn't letting bad things happen to you so you could have a testimony. Amen. Oh man, it really bothers me. And people say, well, it's all part of God's plan. It was not God's plan for me to be a drug addict and ruin my life, believe it or not. (laughs) What a weird, twisted God. Hmm. No, the Bible actually says, for God causes all things to work for the good. Now he can say, All right, devil, you did some screwed up stuff, but watch this. I'm going to turn it around and use it for goodness. You know? But we got to be real and be self aware and like, Oh, I'm fine. You're probably not. You're probably just hardened. You know? And, and you feel fine because you don't cry anymore. Just because you're emotionless doesn't mean you're healthy. If you're, if you're emotionless, that's not emotionally healthy. Let me say that again. If you're emotionless, that is not emotionally healthy. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't come here to lie to you today. I remember this guy got to tell, man, Mike, that's a big deal. I was like, yeah, you're right. I can, I can actually think about stuff rightly, I can be self-aware and be like, oh, actually, that hurt. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm afraid. <laughs> and God's not shaming me because I'm being honest. Wow, what a good God. Man. So, all right, let me keep moving. I got a few stories I'm going to tell. <laughs> Like last week, we talked about like, man, we struggle with God Think We struggle with the fact that God forgives us, right? If you're not self-aware of that, you're, you're like, uh, uh, and this is a perfect time. Carter said I could share this. So in our, in our small group, we got on the topic of whenever we mess up and we're doing something wrong, Carter was sharing about how like in those moments when he messes up, like he doesn't go to God in those moments. He just sits there in his mess up just shame and kill and this is how self-awareness works it looks like god is asking you questions so i asked my son oh well let's ask god why you're why you don't go to him instead of just being like well i'm i i don't go to god when i when i mess up i'm you know i just don't well here's the five reasons to get out of it no you need to you need to do some self-awareness work you need to see what's really going on and i asked him let's ask god why don't you go to him well hmm well, it's because I, I, I guess I don't believe he's going to forgive me. It's, I feel unworthy to keep going to him when I screw up. You see what I'm saying? I had another guy recently was like, you know, uh, should I listen to bad music or can I listen to bad music still if I get saved? Can I still listen to secular music? And I said, the, the question you're actually trying to answer is not whether or not you listen to bad music. The question actually is, is Jesus worthy? And he's like, no, 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 that's not it. No, that's it. <laughs> and then my son said something very bold. He said, I could share. He said, I guess I don't believe that God's love is truly unconditional for me. So you see what I'm saying? There's the root. And now here's the good news. We found the root, and that's exciting. It's not like, oh my gosh, you don't believe? You don't have faith? <gasps> you don't believe God's love is unconditional? I, the last time I checked, shame is a terrible motivator. And it's like, oh, wow, this is exciting. We go see a, a doctor for reading, and, and we do his blood work and all this stuff. When we first started seeing this doctor for reading, we got all this negative results back about things in his blood. And the doctor, a good friend of mine, he was like, man, look at all this results. This is awesome. We're like, what? I'm like what the heck are you talking about? He's got stuff in his gut. He's got stuff in his the stuff that's not supposed to be there. It's his negative. He says, "Yeah, but now we know, and we can start to fight against it." It wasn't bad news when you become self-aware about the lies you're believing. It's bad news when you keep living there the rest of your life. That's a good word. Some of y'all religious people are mad that I didn't get up here and say, stand and open the scripture to 1 Corinthians 7. I feel like every now and then the Lord tells me to wear t-shirts and like this, just to challenge religious people to get free, not to shame you, but to get free. Amen. You know, when Jesus said you whitewash tombs, he wasn't there just to shame the religious people either. He was telling them, hey, this, you can get born again too. Amen. So, We got our finger. God wants to get you self-aware and you can start answering, why do I get afraid of this? I'm telling you, I used to get on airplanes, scared to death. Guess what happens? Anxiety. You know what anxiety is? You ready? Fear. And then we know what the Bible says, right? God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. So he's not giving us fear to teach us a lesson about it but he's given us power, love, and a sound mind. I get on airplanes and I'm like, anxious and I start to like, oh man, like, I start to get like literally have to pray. Like I can feel anxiety in my body. So a lot of you in this room struggle with for real anxiety. I'm here to tell you, so do I. But the, the, the goal is not appeal. The goal is getting down to some root roots. And I'll say it again, some people might disagree with me, but I, I can say this with authority. I used to think that I was gonna be on medication the rest of my life because I was a drug addict. I used to be convinced, you can ask my mom, if I get saved, if I get sober, I'll at least have to have a Xanax or a Valium or a because I'm just not okay. I got some internal problems. But my Bible says that I'm a new creation. It also says, ready for this one? This is good news for us. It says we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ but here's the reality you ready I'm on airplanes here today (laughs) and what do I do I can sit there oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh text three people pray for me pray for me pray for me I'm waiting for the prayers of the saints to come and hit me and leave this fear no I got some root unbelief I need to deal with you can pray for me all you want but what you need to be praying for me is that I'll get a hold of what I'm not believing Because I'm sitting there on the plane, and and so I've learned to be self-aware. And listen, you cannot and you will never be able to ask God questions and ask Him to help you if you think He's a bad God. If, If you think He's a scary God, if you think He's there to condemn you and shame you, you will never be able to ask Him freely things. But if you believe He's a good, good Father, you'll know how to just go to Him. You'll know how to receive from Him. And that's why the Father's house, that's why identity and these things are so important of how you view God is gonna to have to do with everything about your freedom. Because if you don't know who he is, really, you're not gonna know who you are and you're not gonna walk in freedom. So I'm sitting on the plane. I'm like, all right, Lord, what's going on? What's going on in my heart? I'm afraid, I'm anxious. Why, why am I afraid? And the Lord just simply says, you're scared to die. <laughs> who would ever guess? <laughs> And I'm like, okay. And then the Lord says back to me, why are you scared to die? Didn't we just sing that song? And death could not hold you. And death will not hold me. And We're like, yes, yeah, this is my jam. Here I am on the plane, though, scared to death. <laughs> so what's wrong here? Do I need to sing another song? Do I need to answer another prayer? No, I need to believe the truth. I need to believe that to live is Christ and to die is gain. And at the end of the day, the worst thing that can happen is I go to be with Jesus. Some of the missionaries back in the old days that were being threatened with their life, they said all they can threaten us with is heaven. (laughs) But here's the reality. Here I am with anxiety. So you know what I do now? I get on the plane and I remind myself, Lord, the worst that can happen is I'll be completely and fully in your presence. Like that song, I could only imagine. Here I am, people on the plane, they have no idea what's going on internally in me, you know. I'm drinking coffee, which isn't helping anxiety, by the way, people. (laughs) All you people with anxiety problems drinking a bunch of caffeine, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that's definitely playing into it, okay? I don't know why I can't read a book. (laughs) You drank a 78-ounce bang this morning or something, you know? It's like I, like, drink a bunch of cold brew, and then I'm like, man, I can't sit still in front of my office table. I just can't. I got ADHD. no. Just being immature about caffeine. Some of y'all are not receiving that right now. You know, I'm with you. I'm like, man, if you know, if you stay around me long enough, you'll know I take caffeine fast. I did six months without caffeine recently because it just gets a little out of hand. Let's be honest. But I'm (laughs) self-aware. I'm aware of what's going on. So I'm not sitting there and oh, pray for me, pray for me, everybody. I got fear on the airplanes, pray that the fear goes away. No, I gotta sit there, I gotta stand in faith and I gotta say, God, I believe you're my protector. And I believe that it's kind of like the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? God will deliver me on this day, he'll protect me, even if he doesn't, I'll just go be with Jesus so I can have peace. How's peace gonna come from 16 people to pray for me? Not necessarily, because you can, I've had people come to this altar, man, I, I got anxiety about my job. I'm gonna lose my job. I'm gonna lose my job. Will you, will you pray for me and I'll zap you with faith? <laughs> what did you wish was that simple? I just touch every single one of you and fix all your problems. <laughs> your anxiety is gone. Your fear is gone. You're never gonna start with fear again. You're never gonna start with lust again. Boom, I just touch everybody and it's all gone. No, there's a process called renewing our minds. He's renewing our minds, and it's taking time. It's taking standing. It's taking grabbing a hold of the truth, standing on the Word of God, writing it on our phones, putting it on our walls, declaring it every morning. It's a battle. You've got to stand up. You've got to fight for faith. And there's going to be more moments. I, I used to get anxiety driving over bridges. Anybody else be vulnerable this morning? Come on now. And I don't, I, it turns out I actually don't need prayer for, you, the, for the bridges. Think about it. I'm not going to drive over any more bridges anymore. <laughs> I love what Chris Balton says. You don't need to accommodate your life to the fears in your life. I know. Isn't that awesome? Stop accommodating your life to the fear. It doesn't mean you be irrational and go play in traffic. <laughs> don't be dumb. But it's saying don't accommodate. I'm, the accommodation to fear be like, I can't get on airplanes, man. It just overtakes me. No greater is he who is in me right? I have something. I got this truth and it's going to empower me. And God's not afraid of exchanging the lies with his truth. He actually wants it. He wants you to come to this place of confession, like Carter, my 14 year old, who has this healthy relationship to be able to say, I don't think your love's unconditional. So I run from you. And then God's like, I'm so glad you see that. And then, cause here's the beauty of it. Deep down Carter knows his love's unconditional. It's like, oh man, God, I know it. thinking about giving. I'm gonna, I gotta give up music. I gotta give up things. Man, is Jesus worthy? Man, I know he's worthy. I know he's worthy. I believe God. You gotta you gotta flex these muscles. So I remember, so here's another story. I don't know, my, my watch is broken. <laughs> Literally, it's been saying 1107 for this whole morning, probably. Um, hmm. One more. I'm not sure if I've shared this before. So, for my sermon prep, a lot of times, my family they can tell you all about my my roller coasters in the house where I question a lot of things. And like last week, it's like, oh, this is so easy to preach. And this week, God's like, no, just do this. And I'm like, oh, are you sure? And then I'm like, no, I got to just walk in obedience. There's no failure in obedience. But guess what? Guess what? I'm, I'm struggling with this anxiety of like, should I do this or not? Should I, should I, should I put it a certain way? I got to do introduction. I got to do three points. I got to do all this stuff. And, and God's like, no, actually, you just got to do what I said. But I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> because some people might not like it. And God's like, well, whose approval are you wanting? But here's the reality. I, I still struggle with it. And, and I still have these insecure moments. And I'm like, God, but it's cool. I'm, I'm in this moment. I'm like, man. And it's, little, it's so funny. I'm doing this last night, literally talking about doing this. And just having my own real struggles with like, God, are you really? And so I was sitting there with Maddie one day and I said, man, I just question what I should preach. And man, if I preach something that seems not as good as last week. And I said, Lord, what do I believe? What lie am I believing? He said, you believe some revelations are better than others. You believe some scriptures are greater than others. I said, well, what do I need to believe? He said, you need to believe that every revelation is powerful and it's needed. So here's the thing, you can pray for, you, pray for me all you want about that anxiety, but until I get a hold of God, no, everything in this Bible, no matter what it is, what day it is, it's powerful and it's needed. I'm gonna constantly be stuck with this thing. I said, God, why do I struggle with this? I'm sitting there with Maddie. She's helping me do what? Being self-aware because I know that God's good so I can hear his voice. And I, and I say, God, why do I struggle with this? Why am I anxious about this? What, what is this? I said, it's because I want the praise of people. He said, no, Michael. He said, but you need the approval of people. And I said, oh man, that's not good. <laughs> and then Maddie looks at me and the voice of truth comes in and she says, why don't you ask the Lord about where your approval comes from? And I look at her and I shake my head and I start to tear up. And I say, no, I don't wanna do that. And she said, why? I said, because I can just feel his approval just washing over me. I just feel it, but it's not because of anything I can do. That's where that ribbon comes in, right? God, I didn't earn this. He's like, that's the point. But the reality of what I'm trying to say is you gotta be self-aware to actually get to some of these things you're struggling with. Why do I respond? I'll end with this one. The other day, Maddie was, um, uh, let me take it back to myself. So she said I could share some things, by the way. I'm not just bringing them up. And uh, I don't want to be murdered later. Uh, I don't know. You ever watch Snap? It's crazy, but anyways. Just kidding. <laughs> come on. I had, to bring, I had to bring it live up the room a little bit, okay? Anyways, come back. Come back with me. But Anyways. I was there and I was like with my kids and I found myself like the kids maybe were watching something or Maddie had something on the TV that I didn't really like the kids to see and I found myself just getting like harsh like hey like stop like no that's not okay turn that off and You know the Bible says in your anger don't sin. <laughs> it doesn't say don't get angry. It says in your anger don't sin. So I'm in my anger and I'm sinning. Cause I'm frustrated with my kids. I'm being harsh. I'm being short with Maddie. Hey, this is not okay. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, you know what? And I'm sitting there like, hey, and I'm being harsh. And I'm like, this is not okay. We got to fix this. Don't. I don't want this done anymore. I'll freaking sell our TVs. I'm being honest. I take it there sometimes. And then, and as soon as, and if Maddie is in a good place with the Lord, if she is, then then she will. She, she will be gracious and say, okay, all right, you know. If she's not, she'll be like, let's fight. <laughs> Round one. <laughs> Ready, go. But if she's in a good place with the Lord, and I'm almost done, it's okay. You guys leave here shortly. I know you're all dying to leave, just kidding. And, and, and I'm like, man, and Matt is like, in that moment, Maddie he was like, okay, you're right. You know, wh- Here's the reality. What I was saying was right. But how I was saying it and doing it What's wrong? And, and so as soon as I'm done, like immediately, Holy Spirit, I have this, I feel like God looks at me all the time kind of like this. No, no. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, dang it. I actually look at my son sometimes like that quite a bit like, I love you, I'm proud of you, but that was dumb, but... um. And the Lord, and immediately I start to do what? I start to be self-aware because that frustration actually wasn't my problem. It was anxiety that led to me saying, no, 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 it's gotta stop now, no, 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 no. So what did I have to do? I was scared, so I had to take control. I had to take control of the situation. And the Lord, I said, well, Lord, why do I have to take control? He said, because you're afraid. I said, well, what was I afraid of? You're afraid you're gonna ruin your kids because of this thing on the TV. And it's that simple. It's just if you don't fix it right now, your kids are ruined. And guess what? And if your kids are ruined, it means you're a bad dad and it means you're not good enough. Oh, wait, hold on a second. We're going all the way back down to this root thing of me not being good enough that started when I was in second grade. Whoa. And I'm over here. Oh, I need to go to marriage coaching. No, I really need to get a hold of this thing that I, 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 I'm valued because of the blood of Jesus. And it's not coming from how well my kids are gonna be raised. I'm gonna try my best to raise my kids. I'm, and guess what? I'm not gonna be perfect at it and it's gonna be Okay. But here I am, manifesting control, anxiety. Well, frustration's your problem. No, it isn't. That wasn't my problem at all. It was fear. It was anxiety, and it was rooted in, I'm not enough. Hmm. So when those those opportunities come again, I can be gracious. Hey, you know, this is something I don't really like. (laughs) Let's try better to do it this. And I'll end with this. When I had that encounter with the Lord with the ribbon, I also, I was in this prayer counseling moment with this lady and she asked me to go to this garden, okay? Just follow me for a moment. Worship team, you can come. And in this garden, I was with the Lord and there was a whole bunch of tomatoes, okay? And you know, some of y'all lost, just pay attention just for a moment, I had like a vision, okay? But what was God doing? He was helping bring some truth into my life and some things I was struggling with. And I remember by the end of this vision, this prayer moment with the Lord, being self-aware of what's going on in my heart of why I always wanna accomplish more, why I always feel like I'm not doing enough and it's all rooted in this root of like, hey, you're not good enough. You're not enough, right? I am so happy that I found that root and God gave me this value because I'm gonna tell you, I wake up every day and I I literally envision myself with this thing and it's been amazing. It's been so good. And I'm, we're having this garden with Jesus, and, and I'm planting tomatoes. And then I ask Jesus, I say, listen, I can screw this up, though, Jesus. Like the reality is if me and you are gardening, Jesus, and you're putting me in charge of something, I can screw it up. That's giving me anxiety. And the Lord very clearly told me, I'll just teach you how to do it. We'll just clean it up. If You screw it up, Mike, we're just going to clean it up. You screw it up, I'm gonna teach you. You screw it up, I'm gonna teach you. And the Lord said, Michael, you see everything as pass or fail instead of learning lessons. And if you see everything as pass or fail, Mike, you're gonna have a really hard time on yourself when things don't go as well as you think they should. And so it's getting down to some of these roots of like, man, even if it doesn't go as well, even if I'm not perfect, it's okay. He loves me and he's still working on me. He's still pushing me. But what I'm trying to say to you today is if you don't become self-aware and realize why you're doing the things you're doing, you're not gonna grow. Why do you get afraid? Why do you freak out in the car? When that person cuts you off in traffic, why do you give them the finger? You know who you are. Why is that? Do you need six people to pray for you because you have anger problems? No, you need to get down the root of who, you know, people who are closed off, people who don't trust. You know what I really wanna sit down and ask you? Man, who hurt you? Who hurt you? Who broke your trust? Instead of, hey, you're closed off. Duh. Man, why am I closed off? Why am I scared to go to small group? Why am I scared to share? Why am I scared to get close to anybody? And it's probably because you've been hurt. I'll tell you today that Jesus is the healer, He's the redeemer, He's the restorer. And this is what he does. He comes in and he heals and he restores and he redeems. And he speaks life and he speaks truth. When you're struggling to believe lies and you're saying, God, I, I'm, I, I'm insecure about this. I don't, I, I, my car broke down. Our AC went out. God, I'm struggling. No, you're struggling to believe that he's going to provide. Just be real. Well, I know, man, my, I know he's, you know, I, we're good. No, you're struggling. It's okay. If you go read the Psalms, go read David. He wasn't scared to tell God. Man, he even said at one point, he said, how long will you leave me here? Are you ever going to come? Are you just going to let my enemies roll over me forever, God? But he would always end it with, but I've tasted and seen that you're good. God is not scared of us having moments of unbelief and struggling. He just wants to come in and speak truth and redeem those moments. He's saying, man, hey, now we got our finger on it, Mike. Let me tell you why you're good enough. It's because of my son. His name is Jesus. And you can't earn it. You receive it as a free gift. Hmm. Let me tell you another thing, Mike. Your value doesn't come from how good your kids will be one day. I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of you and all of us, we're putting so much of our identity in being a good parent. And a lot of it, a lot of times can be very self-righteous too. There's two things, can you stand? I might have to get into it a little more next week, but. Could you just pray this over yourself, say, Jesus, I'm not afraid to be real with you and others. And if I am, you're going to help me. Let our prayer team come. Just everybody just keep your eyes closed. I just want God to just work on us for just a minute. Holy Spirit, come. God, I thank you that in our weakness, your strength is made perfect, oh God. When I'm weak, like that old song, let the weak say I'm strong. Let the blind say I can see. God, I thank you that even in this room right now, Lord, that you're continuing to truly grow and mature your people, that people are opening up, people who have a wall up, God, they're taking one brick down at a time, Lord, and they're letting you in. God, help us to be aware of who you are. God, help us to believe That you're good, and you're loving, and that you're kind. And when you speak to us, God, you're a kind father. Hmm. I think some of you in this room, you really need to know, you might be scared to go to God when you're screwing up because you think he's not kind. Because you've had really mean preachers and mean religious people in your life, so you think God's that way. I'm telling you, the Bible says God is love, and love is kind. Love is gentle. Jesus said, It says, Come to me, all you're weary and heavy laden. He goes on to say, I am gentle and humble at heart. The one you're inviting in is gentle with you. So, Father, I just pray for everyone in this room to just be open, (laughs) to be open, Lord, for whatever you're trying to shift in our hearts, Lord. Thank you for freedom. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in this hour, in this church, Lord. You are truly a good God. Lord, we just celebrate this morning, your sons and daughters, that what you've offered us, God, we celebrate the lives of every person in this room is valuable, Lord, to you, Jesus. No one is left out right now. God, I just see you just having the hand upon every shoulder in this room, Father. You are truly who you say you are. We love you with every eyes closed. If you you need to give your life to Jesus, if you need to give your heart to him, if you need to be forgiven of your sins, if you believe that Jesus died on the cross for you and he rose on the third day, if you need to say, God, I surrender my life to you this morning, if that's you, I just wanna have a moment for you. Would you lift your hand to heaven? I need to give my heart to Jesus. Anybody in this room, I just wanna take a moment. I need to give my life to him. I need to surrender to him. I see you as one hand. Thank you, I see another one. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, church, don't be surprised. Anybody else? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And if you have your hand raised, I just want you to pray with me. If you have your hand raised out loud to say, Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on the cross for me. And I believe on the third day you rose again. I surrender my life, not just my Sunday. But my entire life in the name of jesus amen and amen come on church can we put our hands together for the few that hey listen if you prayed if you prayed that prayer today obviously between you and god god knows if you prayed that from your heart please before you leave come down one of our prayer team would love to pray with you they have something they want to give you at the welcome desk as well fill out on that card the connection card i gave my life to jesus we want to connect with you We love you guys. If you need prayer for anything at all, if you need healing, if you just need somebody to pray with you about anything, bless you guys. Have a good week.